Jamie Russell gazed at the low-slung ranch house, almost glad he was not permitted to go toward it. The whitewashed boards of the old porch shimmered under the sun, and the big live oak to the west of the house was just beginning to cast a dappled, restless shadow along its side. It seemed not to be real, a mirage or some kind of trick, not the home he had longed for these many months. Behind him, the men of the Valverde Battery, in advance of the straggling remains of Sibley's brigade, trudged eastward on the road to San Antonio. They had got some tired old mules to haul the six captured cannon, all the brigade had to show for its toilsome campaign in New Mexico. But except for Jamie and the other officers, they were all on foot. On the trail, baked dry by the hot July sun, the column raised a dust that smelled of memories and caused Jamie's throat to tighten. Coco stamped with impatience. She had recognized her home and clearly wanted to hurry up the lane to the barn. Jamie leaned down to rub the mare's neck. Just a little longer, girl, he said softly. Would you like to be dismissed, Russell? He heard Captain Sayers say behind him. Turning in the saddle, Jamie found his new captain watching him with the steady gaze that always made him feel he should straighten his shoulders and sit or stand taller. No, sir. I'll come into town with the battery. Sayers nodded approval and moved on with the column. He was Jamie's age, but had been educated at the military institute at Bastrop and always carried himself like a general. Or at least, like a colonel anyway. The only general of Jamie's acquaintance was General Sibley, who was more flash than steel. Colonel Green, a hero ever since San Jacinto, or Colonel Riley, or Colonel Scurry even, was more Jamie's idea of what a general should be. Sibley was further back on the trail, traveling slowly with broken-down horses, and Jamie couldn't help but be glad he was not present. The column's slow pace gave him plenty of time to muse on this, also to observe the condition of the country he had been away from for most of a year. Things seemed not to have changed much. A new barn on one neighbor's ranch, a new field under cultivation. Children scrambled down to the trail to greet the weary artillerymen, and as they neared town, the column collected a sizable escort, including friends and family members of the men who came from San Antonio. Jamie's family was not among them. Papa and Gabe and Emma would all be out with the herds, and he'd known when they passed the ranch that Mama wouldn't come out and make a fuss. She wasn't that sort. It was just as well, for Jamie found his feelings were getting stirred up in a way that was not entirely pleasant. After all the Confederate Army of New Mexico had been through, they were coming home at last, and the relief of it was almost painful itself. The battery came into the military plaza from which the army had set out the previous autumn and halted, drawing the guns into line where they were much admired by the crowd of citizens who had turned out. A band was there playing spirited marching tunes. The mayor made a short speech, and with much waving of flags and handkerchiefs and many hurrahs, an eleven-gun salute was fired. The men of the battery were clearly cheered by the warmth of the welcome, though it was all rather too much for Jamie, who was wishing to get away and just sleep for a week or two, or stare at the sky for a while and try to believe that he was really home. At last they were dismissed, and after bidding farewell to Captain Sayers, who admonished him to report at seven sharp the next morning, Jamie turned westward again on the trail toward home. Coco needed no urging, and before long they were back at Russell's ranch turning in at the lane.